Tandem Cannon, the Gamerific podcast where Call of Play is canon and where vacation is all we ever wanted. Vacation had to get away. This is episode 27, Oh, the Places You'll Go, where we'll discuss hot vacay spots in video games. This is Tiffany. And this is Mia. Let's go straight into the talk from Teen Tandem. So, Mia, what have you been up to for gamer homework? This week, I've just been on my persona grind. I cleared the second dungeon, and we're getting ready to get our third target, so I'm, I'm doing that. And I kind of got freaked out a little bit because we opened up the Mementos dungeon, and um, that's kind of like a freeform thing where you can go and do side quests and level up. I like it. It's pretty neat, but I hate the fact that you stay in an area too long. There's this reaper that comes and attacks you. I'm already a scaredy cat, so I'm just like, <laughs> let's barrel through enemies, let's get this thing, and we're going. So I'm not going in there unless I have a reason to absolutely be in there, like we're taking right. down a side target. So yeah, but what I love about the Persona series is just I love how character focused it is and it covers a lot of really heavy shit but it hit me these kids are basically having to take matters into their own hands because adults just suck ass in general in this game you have teachers that are sexually assaulting students that are doing questionable things medical professionals that are doing some very shady things like the whole school should be burnt down honestly just I don't know the fact that there are adults in this world that are not advocating supporting these kids And you see it in real life, too, and it just reinforces Mm -hmm. the idea that they're about to be adults, but I have so much respect for younger kids now, especially millennials, because they are really just saying, fuck the establishment, fuck what you think, and I'm going to advocate for myself because you're not doing your job. And so I see that reflected in persona. It's just like, it got me in the feelings right now. What they're doing is for a good cause. So it's like, we need to help other people have courage to stand up for themselves. Um, Amen. (laughs) And then I've been playing Overwatch, just getting into the first year anniversary goodies yay congrats (sighs) to overwatch and blizzard for that that's awesome it was funny because in the space of maybe two to three hours i had both the best team i've been on and the worst team i've been on (laughs) um the one team just no synergy like people were not trying to group up together they weren't trying to stay with a payload they were just all running and gunning and just roguing it yeah (laughs) good I just love the people who go for it from the payload and stuff like that. I get it. It's a little monotonous babysitting the payload, but it's just like you get mad when someone like Sombra slips through. That's her job. She's supposed to. And especially when you have specific choke points where it's like, this is the place where we need to take the enemies down. If they get past this point, we're in trouble. Like everybody group up together, do what you need to do, take your defenses and stuff. So it was just very um, illuminating at how crucial teamwork is. Mm -hmm. Again, it's reinforcing that you can't be a lone wolf person playing this game if that's the type of person you are. This is not the game for you. Go play Call of Duty or some shit, but don't don't do this. Like, this is... There is no I in team when it comes to Overwatch. (laughs) There is no I. There's no I in Overwatch. Right. So... We are much stronger together than we are apart. Like, yeah, we all have our individual strengths, but there's always someone that has whatever thing it is to take us down. So, stay together. You better preach. (laughs) What about you, (laughs) Well, the games I played are games that we both played together, so I guess you just want to discuss them both at at tandem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This has actually been like an old school revisited game, which I think is kind of funny because I got both of these games when I first got the PlayStation 4. Mm -hmm. So, but first, let's get into Destiny. (laughs) So... 
I started playing Destiny about a couple weeks ago because I had seen that Destiny 2 was coming out and hadn't seen the trailer but I saw images of it and it looks freaking pretty. So I'm just like, let me revisit to see if I can get back into the lore, see if I would consider doing Destiny 2. And next thing I know, I'm up here playing it for an entire week and up there level grinding and I managed to level up to level 40 from 30. So that was definitely an achievement. I also had invited Mia to play with me yeah. and so after of such a long absence, what do you think about Destiny this time now that they got some things fixed in the game? I really like it a lot more now. There are some things that freak me out, like the thrall. I can't, like, still I'm just like, nope. <laughs> I am unenthralled with the thrall. <laughs> Seriously, though, like, yeah, that's an understatement. But, I mean, I really do like what they've done with the game, with the updates and everything. I see why people like Destiny. I see why people really get into this. Still a lot of people on the server. Yeah, yeah. And it got to a point where we kept getting kicked out because there were so many people. And I, <laughs> I have a fascination with Destiny guns right now. <laughs> Yes. How yes. they are and how beautiful. I'm like, oh, just rip them into Swiss cheese. This is so great. Yes, this is the one. It's just so fun just being able to play with friends, like the full campaign and everything, just being able to yeah. just run around, get into shit. And I, I was telling Tiff, I was like, yeah, I think if it were just myself, I probably wouldn't get into it as much, but it's because of that co op aspect that makes it much more fun. And I also just love that, apart from you just being on your fire team, you have your three people. And especially, like, if you do crucibles, of course, then you up it up to six. Like, when you do your patrolling on each of the planets, you get other people there. They're playing. So if you have, like, an event that happens, you all converge. And so there's, like, you know, 12 people trying to converge on this unit. You can all can just come together, trying to fight against the darkness. But Destiny, I think, was definitely something I might consider getting in the fall. It'll just depend on the reviews for this one. What about you? If everything works out well, then, yeah. Destiny's been fun, and they've really taken the heart all the things that people have been saying and stuff and just being very proactive it's showing that they care very much about their audience that goodwill i think they definitely will be putting their all into the second game a good incentive and a good olive branch i think so with that i'll give you another chance unlike someone else we know we also (sighs) started playing ac unity when destiny was having a hiccup so unity hmm so i do stand by my statement that unity is much better played co-op however (laughs) yeah i still have some issues with this game there's no excuse for it to be this glitchy still it's been three years and it's still glitchy as hell after ubisoft came out with the original game and then came out with the dlc they were like all right fuck it we're done essentially that's what it feels like it's like okay so this game is getting bad reviews like it's not really good they fix a little things like especially when everyone was having the bad face thing happen Mm -hmm. they kind of just fixed that and then they left it but as much as we've played unity i've not seen an update since and it still shows the least every time she comes on when you're beginning a scene or whatever her hair jerks devil she is it like it the rest of the stuff just bogs it down and then on top of that all the busy work that Ubisoft has you do. I'm tired of it. There's way too many chests, and Unity had maybe 10 hours of an actual story and 30 plus hours of busy work just Easy. to pad it out, and it wasn't Easy. very... I don't remember it ever being this much, even when we were traveling up and down Assassin's Creed 2. Mm. And don't get me started on the events to do, and then you have to restart the counter over again. Sometimes I feel bad when I'm trying to open a chest, or I'm in the middle of a mission, and something happens, and I can't save anybody i can't stop or 
I have to chase the same freaking dude from mm-hmm. the same freaking woman who is still in her shit. I can't just stop and run in the opposite direction sometimes. Yeah. It frustrates me to do that. But right now I'm just playing it just to complete it, move on to the syndicate finally. Once the story is completed, mm-hmm. I don't think I'll get, okay, so sad. Yeah, it's just wow. But in other news, speaking of Ubisoft, Ubisoft, so the new trailer for Far Cry 5 has just come out along with some character trailers, but some interesting things. Apparently, they're really going to be tackling white terrorism in America, yeah. especially since the setting is in Montana. And I thought that was interesting that they were going to set it in America of all places. I'm surprised it's not in Idaho, to be honest. <laughs> I'm actually surprised, but Close they're neighbors. They're close enough. Apparently, this new villain terrorist organization has some religious ties, some possible white supremacist ties, and I guess given the the political climate going on right now, and with the recent attacks with the you know the two men that were murdered trying to defend the Muslim woman getting harassed in Portland, I'm really worried about how. Ubisoft will handle this because while I think Ubisoft does a really good job of creating good, compelling villains, I'm not sure if they're going to handle the story and the whole backdrop with the same care and sensitivity that maybe Rockstar would give it or another company that would really, they wouldn't really skirt away from those issues, but really address them with a certain amount of sensitivity and depth. I don't know. Tiff, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's a bold move to do this because Mm -hmm. who would have thought that any kind of game of this character would have taken place anywhere in America? It's kind of funny how they kind of, I guess, train their pistol at specific types of groups especially ones that the world kind of see us as well one a part of and it seems like this is just embodying everybody like when i watched the trailer i had major templar feels just from the logo yeah uh, templar things meets jim jones david koresh neo-nazism it has all of that embodied i'm sure there's probably going to be maybe some elements in there undercurrent or not they're just gunning for anybody who resists that <laughs> is the most scary thing like that no one will be safe yeah i think i'm worried about how the characters will be painted and what type of message that ubisoft is sending especially with everything that's going on because the last thing i would want is for these type of people to be glorified in a kind of way because we see this a lot with like fandom and villains where they're just exalted they get all the character development and the treatment and stuff and whatnot like hate them like mm-hmm. Haytham or even Kylo Ren from Star Wars, but yeah, um, Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah, but then you have marginalized characters like people of color, women, LGBTQ, disabled people who don't get that same treatment, and right. even the tiniest character flaw for them is amplified by a thousand, and they're just demonized and everything. So it's like right. I can't really say I can trust Ubisoft to handle this the way that I would like, and I'm really worried about what the fallout will be when it actually comes out and what message it's sending. It yeah. doesn't help. <laughs> that just for the Far Cry genre, the villains are the ones that are exalted in this series. It's always been, especially from Far Cry 3, Voss, he has been the epitome of that villain that people just love because of his complex character. But it's kind of hard for a protagonist to live up with that. Like, in comparison to, you know, old school Star Wars, people love Darth Vader, but yet Luke Skywalker can go and trip in a Sarlacc pit. Dark characters can be a little bit more complex like Severus Snape or something like that. Pretty much. And so I think what worries is this type of stuff really does exist in real life. And these are threats to a lot of people. 
I think a lot of people kind of feel the same way about what the game ramifications may be and, and how Ubisoft is going to handle it. I think everybody's kind of concerned about that. So well, I'm if they glad. handle it like they did Unity, we're in <laughs> big trouble, man. <laughs> they are in <laughs> big, big trouble. <laughs> like, yeah. If, if Patrice Desolet comes back and handles it, then I'm fine. But otherwise, leave it alone. Just, mm, mm-hmm. I'm scared. I'm trying to understand what the fallout will be from this. And especially because people are already mad. I don't doubt. And, and it seems like other gamers of color, like LGBTQ gamers, they're already kind of concerned about what message this is already sending out. So I guess we'll see what happens. And again, I'm trying not to really get into the hype because already they've started. Um, yeah. And it's not coming out until February 2018. But it's like, oh, here we go. All that shit's already started. But yeah. it also makes me wonder, like, how many people would be just as mad if that was set in a Middle Eastern country? Would they think that would be justified mm-hmm. if this game actually does come out on the shelf i will be very surprised i know people are going to be shouting for it to be removed and i think the reason why it's getting so much controversy is because it shines a light on american domestic terrorism which is something that has always no been, one talks about no yeah it's always been invisible like it's always been understood that the only terrorists that exist are in other countries we're liberating the world and we're helping and savoring but no one talks about our own domestic terrorism, which is a far worse threat. This will be interesting. Yeah. I'll say that much. But they will have co-op, so yay for yeah. that. They have bear, so yeah, definitely we'll need that. And then um, your character is customizable, which is nice. So That's neat. That, that should bring another um, element there. So I guess we'll see how in-depth this customization is. Because knowing Ubisoft, they'll say character customization, and they mean, like, you can change your hairstyle, and that's it. Also, those who have PlayStation 4, the update 4.50 was the one that you can finally do an external hard drive for. So I finally got an external hard drive, but my lesson learned, do not get one that has a hub attached to it. Sony does not like that. Mm. So... Save your money and just get a regular external hard drive. Anywhere between 500 gigabytes to 8 terabytes is what can be supported. It's very easy just to hook it in, format the drive, and you're good to go. So just get something standard. So yeah, that was like a nice lesson learned. And also, Let's Play Gaming Expo, they are doing a giveaway, a classic NES before they go bye-bye. So if you want, I think you can do it through Facebook and Twitter. Reddit, they're doing a draw at least either every day or every week up until the next month, I believe. Yay! All right, so are you ready to level up, Tiff? Let's go on vacation and do it! Let's level up! Today's tandem topic tea time. We're going to be discussing our favorite gaming vacation destinations. So let's get ready to pack our bags and let's do some traveling. Are you ready, Tiff? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So first up, we have Hyrule from Legend of Zelda. Tiff, you want to take this one? Yeah, of course. Hyrule in the Legend of Zelda atmosphere has evolved since we first played it back in the 80s. But Hyrule is such a vast variety of different vegetations you can stay at, from mountains to valleys to deserted deserts. So it seems like it's the ideal place where anywhere you could want to build your vacation home or your tiny house for some people, <laughs> you can just stay anywhere in this land. Probably want to stay in the mountainous regions of Hyrule, also because I think I'll be a little bit more safer there. Because who wants to live next to the castle all the time and watch Zelda get kidnapped or put to sleep or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> it's boring after a while. <laughs> I was like, oh, here comes Ganon. Oh, okay. 
Oh, yeah. here we go. Once here we again. go. Again, the Triforce is threatened. Again, yeah, that kind of gets tiresome after a while. So I think I would like live somewhere far away where you wouldn't have to be bothered by a bunch of people. Be that old woman on the hill. <laughs> That'll be me. <laughs> I guess I could give Breath of the Wild an honorable mention. Even though we don't yeah. have a Switch and we haven't played it yet. Just watching some of the gameplay, I'm just like, this is so pretty. I just love yeah. it. I love the more modern Zelda games because, I mean, all of their environments have always looked so just gorgeous. Like, I just want to roll around in the hills and stuff. I couldn't be Link and having to go off on the adventure, save the world time and time again. It's like, no, I'm just going to lay in this grass with thistle between my teeth and just look at the sun. And (laughs) Speaking of carefree, put Endor from Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, because um, I'm just like, even from the original Star Wars Battlefront, I've always been fascinated with just the tree houses and stuff. And it just looks like a very cool, lush environment. Like if you just need to get away from things and just like, I just need to relax a couple of days. Uh, it's very pretty. It's very safe. There's just a lot of stuff to do. And Ewoks are just cute. I mean, they would get uh. mad at me because I'd be trying to hug them every two minutes. But Wicked! yeah, if you're an introvert, a perfect place to go and read and just relax for a few. Yeah, yeah. have a bonfire camp out for a little bit and, and sing yum yum songs <laughs> <laughs> i've yeah. always liked indoor too i also just love the aspect that it's real essentially because i know some places do have tree houses are kind of like modeled after mm-hmm. indoors i want to go there and even in EA Star Wars Battlefront, like as much as I complain about that game, it looks gorgeous. Every yeah. single world looks absolutely gorgeous in Endor, especially. I was just like, this is so pretty. I can't play COD, but this is so pretty. Wait, I just want to, I want to stay here and build a treehouse. Y'all go ahead and fight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to build this treehouse over here. So y'all, y'all do that. We also had Venice from Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. The problem with Assassin's Creed 2 was just picking one place because I yeah. love Florence. And I love Rome. Like, oh, that's just so gorgeous in the way that they did it. I love it. Especially during the festival part where you're partaking in activities. Like, that would have been so cool. That whole ambiance of it. To have it built at the height of its renaissance era. Mm -hmm. It's like, that would be kind of neat to go and see that when things had originally started during the renaissance period. Especially things that we know now. I didn't really get to see Venice when I went to Italy. We pretty much stayed in the lower half of the region, so. But it's nice to see that virtually in the video game and in its prime. Kind of puts the renaissance fair to to shame a little bit. If I had between, like, Scarborough or the Texas Renaissance Festival or the actual one back in AC2, I think I'll try AC2 if my color will permit me to do it (laughs) (laughs) or wear the doctor mask you know something we'll make it work somehow make it work yeah another place we have gta san andreas las venturas yeah because i mean i've never been to vegas but like what they did with the city las venturas to us was signifying that you made it Mm -hmm. this was the big time everything that cj had slaved and sacrificed for was finally being rewarded gambling pretty much you will have a good time Las Venturas is like that cool one if you absolutely cannot get away from gambling here is your chance to do that you will have a good time and just rolling the slots and enjoying the strip and stuff I think that would be fun mm-hmm. we also have Penal from Just Cause 2 I haven't played hmm. Just Cause 3 and I've seen some of the graphics and it looks gorgeous but barring the whole you know military martial law dictatorship that's going on Penal is a very beautiful country 
as a whole, there's a lot of luxurious beaches, luxurious hotels that you could stay at, and the size of it, it's freaking huge. I don't know how long it takes to get across one part of the map to the other, but they have every single type of variance that you could think of. Mountainous, colder regions, desert sort of area, the rainforest. You could see them being like very touristy if they wanted to go that route. And just to get into so much trouble, it has a little bit of everything for everybody. When you mentioned that, it kind of reminded me of Far Cry 4. And we picked a lot of these based off of if there weren't any enemies or dangerous problems to really deal with, where would we want to go? And yeah, a lot of these places are really pretty. It's just they got a lot of shit going on. A lot of shit. (laughs) If the places were were free of turmoil, then there would be no game. What about Overwatch and Oasis and Greece? (sighs) That prettiness. It's so funny. Every time we go to fight in Greece, like I get mad. We don't get really a lot of time to just run around the map and just explore shit. Even in, in skirmish mode, it's like you're in there for a couple seconds and they whip you out i wish that there was a time for you to just explore the maps and really take everything in like a free reign option yeah like it greece is just gorgeous i love the level design of all the overwatch worlds but greece especially is one of my favorites you see the cruise ship going by everything's all nice and sunny and bright take me home jesus like this is where i want to be I want to go to there. And then Oasis, it reminds me very much of Dubai, kind of. And you can tell just from the architecture and the warm colors, like there's a real history and a lore there that I really enjoy. And so I think if you really like that sort of luxurious lifestyle, but it's rooted in those old school traditions. Yeah. I also love about Oasis, it's it's future based, so it's a little bit more sleeker, but it still pays ode to the architecture of old. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I kind of like that distinction. And if I was in Greece and I see all these people blowing up my fences, I would be really, really pissed. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, my fence. Y'all need to get out. Yeah. And probably a runner-up is Dorado from Sombra's Hood because it's also gorgeous. And it's like, yeah, there's a celebration going on, but there's no people here. And it's just very small and quaint and very pretty. So Especially the sparkling water. What about Aya from MEA? It's one of the hubs of the Angara, and it's a very select place where it's very lush and green, and it has, like, these rainforests and stuff. It reminds me a lot of Hawaii, because you have, like, volcanoes and stuff. Aya is just a very culturally advanced sort of place, because that's where the Angaran government's kind of held out of. It's really pretty. (laughs) I had to mention the original Mass Effect, but I couldn't decide between the Citadel and Vermeer, because I love them both. The Citadel would be an ideal place, especially if you've never been to space before because you get to see all sorts of different alien races and cultures kind of working together you kind of see them all intermingling experience dancing through different clubs and food and there's just a lot to do i mean it's such a huge place and vermeyer it was kind of hard for me to focus i would just stop every now and then and just watch the waves it's so calm and it's so peaceful and it's a shame that the biggest climax of the entire game happens on this planet yeah, yeah. it comes to a head of vermeyer yeah it's just very relaxing what about you too? <laughs> i was wanting to do a special mention for the geothermal valley in rise of the tomb raider hmm. this comes kind of in the middle of the game of all the action, but this is the first time you kind of achieve peace. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like these people have kept this valley untouched for, God, years. So it seems like it's a mecca or an oasis, and you reclaim yourself with the people. They have their homes, way of life. You feel like you could just build a cabin just stay there if you wanted to. Everything is so peaceful and tranquil. You have your lakes and the mountains where you can view. Apart from the Trinity and the Bears, I would probably go there for a vacation just to sit there in the cabin and just 
watch the water, just very peaceful. Watch mm. the deer. Mm. I'm like, I want to be the baby deer. Uh. Be one with nature. So what about you? Um, you got another one? Yes. Neo Paris from Remember Me. I love the world, a more futuristic version of Paris. And so you have technology a lot more integrated with the old school architecture and stuff like that. So you still, you kind of have like this really pretty marriage of older history and tradition with like technology and sleek and shiny. It just feels so rich and lived in. Like it feels like a real place. You see the Eiffel Tower, you see different landmarks and stuff like that, but it's a futuristic spin on it. (laughs) What about you, Tiff? I was thinking the Nepalese village from Uncharted 2. This is kind of like the geothermal valley from Rise of the Tomb Raider. You get to have this break to play with the children, get ball with them. It's also, just his interactions with the yak is everything. Especially since he asks his, why does he keep smelling the yak's ass? I mean, <laughs> comedic gold. So just seeing his interactions with these people and getting a break before chaos again. It's kind of nice to have that break and actually enjoy. Yeah, Uncharted across the board is very pretty. Another one, I had Future Tokyo from Jet Set Radio Future. Yay! Um, Tokyo is one of those places I've always wanted to go and see. It really sort of captures that uniqueness that Tokyo sort of has. Especially if the music is an indication. And I guess I could also say Persona 5. And you really do get that sense of a lived-in place. You can take the trains. You can eat out. More organic. Yeah. And they have real-life districts. It just feels very real. This would be a cool place to go and hang out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is another one you had, Tiff? I was thinking Beecher's Hope in West Elizabeth from Red Dead Redemption. Of course, this is like the homestead of John Marston and his family. But what I like about Beecher's Hope is home to your protagonist. Also, any animal that is on the land does not attack you. Pretty much all the bears and foxes and stuff will run away from you. So (laughs) here is a safe haven. It gives you a chance to roam and be along with the buffalo, which I always love going towards Blackwater and seeing the buffalo migrate. And especially if you want that country, wild western setting, Features Hub would be the most ideal if you want to keep it safe. Plus, it's like, we have a bear for a pet. <laughs> well, speaking of bears, what are your thoughts on Far Cry 3 then? Because I know that one. It has that tropical aspect of it. More jungle-like. It has your beaches, but of course it also has your wilderness and 300 animals scheduled to kill you. It's just so lush. And can you imagine building your treehouse like out of Swiss Family Robinson? So what else you got? Yeah, Sims 3. Isla Paradiso from Island Paradise. Huh? Mm-hmm. It is really, really fun to play around in. Because they can go snorkeling. They can go, like, swimming out. They can turn into mermaids if they wanted to. There's just... Oh, hell yeah. Like, you can have houseboats for the first time. And so you could go out on the boat. And if you just wanted to live on your boat, that's fine. And it was just such a pretty world. Like, I felt like they did a really good job of making it really feel immersive. And I guess maybe because I grew up in the Caribbean, it felt like a real place. And that were real, I definitely want to go there. So Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mention Hidden Springs, but that was one of the premium game worlds that, that you could buy from the Sims store. Felt like a really cool place to go camping or just to rent a cabin out somewhere because you have the lake. It just looked like a very cool, relaxing place. Get away for a couple of days and just chill in the mountains. Yeah. What about you? Did you have a, a world that you liked, Tiff? I did. And this was one that we were really wanting to get because we wanted to do like Assassin's Creed in it. Yes. But Monte Vista, the Italian village, just felt like you could have the, the nectary just turning out wine and just totally get turned up all the time. Hey. Such a nice little small little village for people to get to know each other. And it seemed like it was just a little bit more intimate. 
Well, another thing we also <laughs> like is Hong Kong from Sleeping Dogs. Mm-hmm. Go get the pork bun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. need the pork bun. I was like, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I don't mind if I do. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I, you, I do need a pork bun. We've already talked about Sleeping Dogs and how the world is just so immersive and so alive. And it's based off of real life Hong Kong. So yeah. I would go just for the food, to be honest. Let's just go to all the food places. Go to karaoke. Yes. Go to yes. uh, Victoria Peak. Yeah. Like, it's just really cool. Yeah. I think that I'm about the same thing. Like, I'm, I'm here for the food and the karaoke and just the sightseeing go to the temples and, and see that like the cars I can probably do without because probably can't fit in half of them anyway but like I just want to explore the nightlife and the food and the culture I mean it's city life but at least you know if you're just gonna go there for a vacation you can definitely sightseeing I love karaoke and hearing way just seeing all out of love I just want to put down replay forever just iconic also like a special mention to the Mushroom Kingdom and Super Mario World mm-hmm. or any of the Super Marios I should say I think for me just living in the Mushroom Kingdom will be pretty neat especially since apart from Princess Peach and the Mario Brothers we're practically are going to be the tallest people besides for Koopa or Bowser but I wouldn't mind living in the Mushroom Kingdom because it's ideal that you get to live in the city full of shrooms and that seems like a drug addict's best vacation <laughs> ever <laughs> Like 420, like that would be the ideal vacation. Like all shrooms all day, every Dude, day. Like I think a giant turtle with like spikes, <laughs> like stole princess, man. Sound like truth from San Andreas. Yeah, man, gotta open your mind, man. I'm like constantly tripping <laughs> balls all day long. This would be the mushroom kingdoms. If you're a drug addict and want to travel, there you go. You go to mushroom kingdom. <laughs> you wouldn't feel out of place. It's like 420 friendly all day, every day. Lastly. We have to meet Hogwarts Yay! from Lego Harry Potter. Because honestly, the idea of just being able to go to a wizarding school for, you know, seven years and yes, not die. And not die. I mean, <laughs> Hogwarts, it just seems like a really cool place. I would love to go get sorted, just the full experience, the full nine yeah. yards. And plus, there's also Hogsmeade, too. So you could go yeah. to the Three Broomsticks and Honeydews and Zonkos and just hang oh, out and nuts. have fun. And that's one of the reasons why I'm like, I want to go to Universal. It's not just, oh, this is just a family vacation thing. But to be able to live that Hogwarts life, I'm all about that. Yeah. Like, let's do that. That will just be a seven-year vacation right there. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I have to finish up school, so I have yeah. to stay here. I'm going back for my master's. <clears throat> Your nice school. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Hogwarts would just be the right place. It's just to live in the magical world, period. It's mm-hmm. like, And you seem like we would rather live in the realm of the English version, not the American version. So I guess that's all we had in terms of vacation destinations. but. Right. If you have some that you would like to, like, maybe we didn't mention, or you or have some your... that you know, yeah. yeah, tell us, let us know, please, and make sure to comment. Yeah. So, shall we spin the wheel of random tandem? Let's spin. Okay, so for today's wheel of random tandem, this is gonna be an interesting one. So, Tiff, are you ready for this one? Yeah. If a character, pick any character, if you could put them in a vacation spot in a different game, who would you choose, where would you send them, and why? Mine's not really like a vacation spot for this guy. I just want to see how he reacts. Oh, God. I wanted to send Nathan Drake into the realm of Dragon Age. Oh. <laughs> 
No, bear with me. The reason why, like, because I can already see this comedy go. A movie has already been done a million times. It kind of gives you, like, that Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court kind of feel to it. Yeah. Nathan Drake has already had to deal with supernatural creatures, practically, like everyone knows, at the third of each act of every game. So... What I want to see is just him reacting with all his bluster and sarcasm and, like, fly by the seat of his pants kind of action, how he will deal with all these supernatural elements in the game. Like, I can just see him trying to face a dragon and up here fire at it with a gun and then run out of bullets and he just throws the gun at it. I can see that. Just him just quipping nonstop, like, a dragon. It's a fucking dragon. <laughs> run! Or, you know, doing the other Drake-isms that we know and love. He probably will not get much of a vacation out of it, but I just want to see him interface and how he reacts. I think that would just be comedic gold. Could yeah. you imagine the banter with, like, your teammates and stuff? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Alistair is already pretty sarcastic a little bit. Yeah. So they kind of fit in that same vein, but it's not quite. And I can see them butting heads a lot, especially vying for your attention. That would be interesting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think Nathan will probably get left on the side of the road, to be honest. Like, I can't deal with him. Let's just leave him. Okay. <laughs> he just leaves like, him into more trouble. Like, oh, uh, uh, um, so don't panic. But <laughs> I think there might be a dragon coming our way. What is that? Egg? Is that a dragon egg? I don't know what you're talking about, but let's go. About. It was shiny. I think Sully <laughs> will like this. I mean, he won't say <laughs> shit like that. Like, but we know it would just be... The spinoff needs to happen. I'm sorry. It, it needs to happen. I could see, like, Morgan probably like, if you say Sully one more <laughs> motherfucking time, Sully is not here. I don't know who this is and who names their friend Sully anyway. What kind of name is Sully? What kind of name is that? Does he land airplanes for a living? Is that what he does? I mean, what do you want? What do you want? He is sullying my nerves. I know that much. <laughs> okay, what about Elena? Elena's <laughs> not here. Someone just needs to do that. Nolan North, please do that, sir. So I would love that. Oh, what about you? Um, sorry, just trying to get this out. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to imagine all this going down. and just, <laughs> Morgan would end up putting a curse on him or something. I don't know. Let's see. I'd have to say Max Caulfield from Life is Strange. I would send her oh. over to Remember Me, Neo Paris, because she's a big photo geek and everything. She's kind of hipsterish, And I felt like that would be right up her alley because you have this marriage between classical architecture and history. and the art deco? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Paris is very romantic and stuff like that. She would have a lot of really good opportunities to take photos and really soak in the culture. It seems like some place that she would go, honestly. And she would probably learn a great deal and get some really good footage going over there and just people watching because it seems like that's what she does. She's very observant and she likes to take in the surroundings of things and finds beauty and even the simplest things. So somewhere like Neo Paris would be perfect for her. I think she would fangirl way too much. She needs to get away from Chloe. So I think that would be a good place for her to really explore her artistic side and really deepen her talents and whatnot. So and the interesting thing is because she can rewind time and Nilan can remix memories and rewind time within a memory, it'd be interesting to see their powers like combine, like if they ever met up in real life and realize that their powers combine. I am Captain Planet. <laughs> Nilan's already fighting the resistance movement right now, trying to take down again the man. And so with Max's skills, they could really do some damage and really fuck oh, shit man. up. 
Max would have a real genuine friend that really understands what it's like to have that sort of power and responsibility, not abusing it, but right. using it for good, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Hmm. All right. Any final thoughts? So, yeah, people, uh, y'all better hit up this Twitter, this Facebook, <laughs> the YouTube, the Twitch, and the Tumblr, all of our socials. Let us know how we're doing. And if you haven't caught up on the past episodes, make sure you go on iTunes and subscribe because that's where you get all the goody good things. So make sure you do that. We have several new followers. And I'm sorry, Marquise Trill, Out of Tokens cast from Twitter, uh, Shonen84 and John Martin from YouTube, and Amelia XP from Tumblr. Welcome. Yay! <laughs> also, we've had several commenters and stuff like that, but definitely shout out to our friend Kevin Bradley from Twiatch. We got into like a little debate about the frequency of Far Cry series and stuff like that, and he had some great valid points. But I have um, also XPO Game Festival per Aspera Ad Astra. I want to be the girl who is like Mia's Twitter BBF, <laughs> Jake Baldino. Charlotte Erity, K is Gaming, and Sky Talkers Podcast. Yay! Thank you, thank guys. You, thank you, thank you. For commenting. And yeah, I was really surprised when Jake, because he's from Game Ranks, I was like, oh my god, he liked my tweet! It was talking about Far Cry stuff. Um, but yeah, do you have any special shout-outs, Tiff? Yeah, not this week, but we do have events coming up, though. Yeah. Um, we... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Do it, do it. Um, we have the Classic Game Fest, which will be in Austin. From July 29th through the 30th. We also have the Let's Play Gaming Expo. Remember, go and try and win that classic NES. They are going to be in Irving from August 5th through the 6th. And also we have Quake Gone, August 24th through the 27th. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. And then our next episode will be released June 11th. And this one is going to be an extra special episode because... It's the special anniversary episode of Epic Days! Yes, Yay! June 6th, one year. Yay, mm. one year. June 16th is our first anniversary of the podcast, and we want to celebrate. So we're releasing a new special episode just for you guys because we love y'all that much. So stick around and make sure that you are subscribed to our stuff so that way you know when it comes out. Because we like sharing the thing. Yay. And it would be really, really awesome because we would love to get a thousand plays by June 16th. Like that's like the goal. If we can get mm-hmm. that, that'd be amazing. We're really yeah. close. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, so yeah. If you like the podcast or if you know of other people who might be interested, make sure to share and tell your friends and have them do the thing too. And we can all fanboy and fangirl together. So see, well, everyone say game tastic. Mm-hmm. So we'll see y'all on the special episode or talk to y'all or y'all know what I mean. Bye. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Stay game tastic.